0: Welcome to Geology 201. Today, we're going to look at a geographic feature, namely the fall line. So what is a fall line? Before we look at the definition, let's picture this. Imagine a place that consists of an upland region of relatively hard bedrock and a coastal plain of softer sedimentary rocks And there's more than one river that crosses from the hard bedrock to the softer sedimentary rock. What do you think is going to happen after a period of time? There's probably a jump between the hard bedrock and the soft sedimentary rocks because we know that water erodes away the soft rocks of a lowland region more quickly than the harder rocks of an upland region. Exactly. (laughs) You can probably picture that... The jump is either a rapid or a waterfall. We said that the jump is a fall line. So by definition, a fall line is a boundary or jump between an upland region and a coastal plain across which rivers from the upland region drop to the plain as falls or rapids. Now that should help you understand what a fall line is and how one is formed. Whatever. Now, fall lines are special because they are important to people and businesses for a couple of reasons.
1: Okay, here we go. First, one.
0: the fall line is the point at which boats traveling upriver usually cannot continue any further. Because riverboats typically cannot travel any farther unless locks are built, the fall line was important for the early economic development of the United States. In the eastern United States, there's a major fall line between the hard rock of the Appalachian Piedmont and the soft sediment of the Atlantic Coastal Plain. This line was a major means of commercial transportation during the 1700s and early 1800s. Many cities developed along this fall line, including Trenton, New Jersey, Richmond, Virginia, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. These cities became important transportation hubs because traders could only travel upstream until they reached the waterfalls of the fall line. At that point, they were forced to reload their cargo on the other side of the falls in order to continue on their journey. In addition to their importance as transportation hubs, fall line cities were successful because of the presence of water resources. Fall line waterfalls first powered mills, and eventually powered hydroelectric dams. The availability of water power continued to sustain these cities, even by the middle of the 19th century, as railroads surpassed river transportation. Even today, despite hydroelectric power supplying limited percentages of energy used by consumers in these states, the reservoirs created by hydroelectric dams are still used for recreational and fishing purposes.
1: Not too bad, not too bad, a lot of imagery, a lot of imagery, okay? The one we did before, fuck it, okay? We're on to yeah. a better one. That's all I wrote, yeah. that's all I wrote. Oh I don't know, I feel, I feel pretty good about that. I feel pretty, pretty good about that. So here we go, what is the main idea of the professor's lecture on the geographic feature? Of the fall line. The, it was important to people, you know? Yeah, what is the main idea? Okay. It wasn't about physical beauty. Mm-hmm. Drinking, showering, and cooking. Didn't write those. A is stupid. No, B. Uh, Excellent. The, the, their <laughs> geographic feature and success significance, water resources, water source God. resources, and significance of transportation hubs. Excellent. Now with, Oh, yeah. The characteristics that describe the fall life. Remember that? You were so confused. I saw you look at me. You were like, what the fuck? I said, hey, keep it going, Valentina. Keep it going, Valentina. Valentina no, no, Valentina. no, no. Because I, I don't know that vocabulary. I feel like a... <laughs> I don't even know how to write. So. Well, however it falls on deaf ears, write it in whatever way you understand so that you could go back and quickly just say, okay, well, I kind of heard this, so I'm going to go with this, right? I, I just put it, place, rock, river, rock, river, <laughs> jump, traffic what, oh, my God, this is crazy. Right, and so and these answers are very similar though, similar, though. So if you look here... It says two upland regions, two coastal plains, two coastal plains, oh my and upland regions. So here we go. Jump between an upland region, okay, and a hard bedrock coastal plain softer. More than one river, one, one to another. Oh, my God. Jump between two. Okay. Now, what crosses it? What did I write down? What crosses it? Line. Boundary jump, close to plane, drops to falls, or rapid. No both. Where a larger landform crosses it. I didn't write down anything in regards to a larger landform. Jump between two, water erodes away low land, quickly then upland. What is the difference between the first one and the second one? I don't ah. Uh. Two of A because it's two. And the other is just. I think it's A because a, it's about a. an upland region. It's about a waterfall where it drops uh-huh. to the lower. So, upland region and a coastal plain with falls or rapids where rivers and streams cross it. That's kind of what I wrote down in regards to all my notes. I didn't write down anything about a larger landform. Two coastal plains. It's not about a coastal plain, it's about an upland. See, I wrote down upland. So we have A or B. Yeah, now, I put it and, upland also. Okay. A mm-hmm. narrow boundary or jump between two upland regions and the falls or rapids where rivers and streams cross it. Knows upland and a coastal plain. I wrote down a coastal plain. So I'm going to probably think, hey, look, look, that's what I wrote down, right? <clears throat> that's what I wrote down right there. Upland, upland. and a coastal plain. Okay. That's I don't know. What do you think? this might be a little hard yeah let's put a okay, let's do a all right oh boy okay what is the purpose of the professor's description of a fall line and its definition oh, oh boy and To help students understand transport-related jobs, no, D is bad. To help students understand what a fall line is and how one is formed before talking about its importance, hmm, I really like C. To help the students understand that water erodes away the rocks harder of an upland more quickly than soft rocks. No, I think the water erodes away lowland, not the upland, Uh, you see? Water erodes away lowland quickly than upland. C is the opposite, C, get... Yeah. Or, no, I'm sorry. B is the bullshit. So then, you're saying C is the answer. All right. Okay. the differentiate, help to differentiate hard bedrock and soft sediment. No, no, we're not looking at the differences between hard and soft sedimentary. Okay. So we like C, right? Yeah. How it's formed and then the importance. That's what she talked about after yeah. the whole goal to that, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so let's go to number four. I already clicked it. Okay, why did large cities develop along fall lines? I know, I know. <laughs> Important transportation hubs. That's what I wrote down. Yeah, correct. People like to move from the you know,
0: workers, were hired to learn on trains. Oh,
1: but I also travel upstreams before a fall line. I actually wrote that too. East, major fall, hard rock, soft, sedimentary, Atlanta plain. It wasn't about trains so we could eliminate C. It wasn't about the no, workers it's, being it's, hired. it's letter D. Traders needed a place to reload their cargo, right? People like to view the waterfall. A is bad. C is bad. Workers hired to build locks so cities needed to build be built for these workers. Fuck no. It's got to be mm. D. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, Valentina. Okay, oh boy, here we go. Which of the following characteristics of the success of the fault lines of the early 1700s and early 1800s were mm-hmm. mainly used for drinking? Fuck no. Swimming and boating? Fuck no. no. Power for mills and electro. I wrote that down right here. Fall line yeah. success. Water it's resource. Fine. The street lights. Oh my god. D is so stupid. <laughs> Power for mills and electric dams. Okay, you're going for power for mills, hydroelectric uh-huh. dams. That's right. Okay. All right. According to the lecture, what is the value of the hydroelectric power in the 21st century? Available, available water power, sustainable uh railroads pat. Mm. okay c is dumb reservoirs created by or the drinking hydro- or, by these drinking or transportation right transportation right yeah 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 it's about transport reload cargo travel upstream fall line success presence of water resource uh available water power sustainable yeah yeah it's got to be a right oh boy it's gonna be a little crazy i wouldn't be surprised if we get two or three I got no first, I got little faith. Two, so, what happened? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think is the answer? Do you think it's A? a? Or oh, yeah, A, fishing for course, no, and drinking for course, no. Can be, deep, but creative.: the other that Are, are not no widely used. used. Because they make remember the, 21st century. Correct. They mentioned now it's not used that much like before. Because of railroads used by consumers, reservoirs still create it. Oh, but look, 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 look. It's still used for recreational. Oh, that's Ah, so I think I would do C now. That's that little part that I wrote down. Did you write it down? No. No, fun like water power, water power. No. <laughs> Only water water power, water power. You see what I mean? Oh my god. I believe that it is C theta um, Oh yeah. Oh man. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Tres, dos, uno, four. Ooh.